0: Thank you for joining us today on the Hope Church LV podcast. We are excited that you came across this message. The sermon you're about to listen to is from our current teaching series, When God Speaks. Here's our foundational statement. If God is really God and we are really His, then learning how to hear and respond to His voice is central to our lives as followers of Jesus. If you are joining us for the first time, I wanna be the first to say, welcome to Hope Church. Go ahead and open up the Hope Church LV app or visit hopechurchlv.com and click connect with us to fill out a short digital connection card. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to help spread hope to the world. Once again, thanks for joining us today. My family, my family, how we doing? I'll try this out over here. My family, my family. How are we doing? (laughs) All right, all right, all right. It's always so good to see y'all. Recently, I I ran across something that piqued my interest. It it caught my eye. It deals with the age old profession of shepherding. Oftentimes in the Middle East, um, a Jewish shepherd would take his sheep and migrate them from the rural countryside down to the urban city limits. And once he would get down there, he would place his large flock of sheep in a round pen, you and I would call a corral. But this was the easiest part of the journey. What made things all the more difficult was that that he was not the only shepherd who would make this trek to take his sheep from the countryside to the city. In fact, sometimes almost 10 different shepherds would bring their sheep and they would place them in this exact same pen. What was at one point a private pen has now become now a communal pen. And now as this lonely shepherd would approach the the pen, he would find himself now in in, in an insoluble problem. He would look out amongst the pen and see a mixture of sheep. And the question now that rises to the table is, how does he separate his sheep from the rest of the flock? See, to you and I, this would be a headache, a head scratcher. I mean, how do you separate sheep who all look the same and sound the same? They're all saying, "baa, baa." <laughs> but now to the shepherd, he will solve this problem by simply speaking. See, his sheep will only recognize the voice they knew. They will only move with his voice. Now, this blows my mind because sheep aren't known to be the Albert Einsteins of the animal kingdom. They're not the smartest animal in the tool shed. But whether you know it or not, though they may not be the most smartest animal in the animal kingdom, they are smart enough to recognize their master's voice. Over the past few weeks, we've been in a series called When God Speaks. And let me just remind you, Hope Church, that our God speaks. We talked about that since he speaks, we should listen. And we talked about last week about how there different ways that he speaks. But there's still one question that you and I have got to answer. If God speaks, how do I recognize his voice? Pastor Ricky, I'm with you. I believe that God speaks. But how can I be sure that it's him? See, um, it would be much easier for me to hear God's voice if he would remove all these distractions in my life. But that's just not reality, is it? All of us live in the proverbial pen called life. And that pen is packed full of stuff. You got your spouse and you got your kids. You got your family and you got your job and you got your hopes and you got your dreams. Oh, and don't forget your bills (laughs) and your problems. And they all seem to be screaming at you at the exact same time. I could recognize God's voice If this thing called life is not always demanding my attention. So how do you recognize the voice of God in the busyness of life? And that's my desire to answer that question today. I want to show you in three quick ways how you and I can recognize the voice of God. In fact, we'll be today in John chapter 10, verse 27. And in John 10, we'll see also uh, multiple verses that prove to us how we can recognize the voice of God. But before we get there, I want to give you some historical background. Today, our text will deal with sheep and shepherds. Now, because you and I don't live in the context of shepherding, you don't see a shepherd walking down the 215. I want to give you some historical background here. The shepherd's job was to tend to the sheep. He was to protect them and care for them and feed them. See, the sheep were valuable to the shepherd. Let me just tell you this. that In our text today, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are his sheep. And let me just remind you, because you are his sheep, you are valuable to him. You mean something to God. But not only were the sheep valuable to the shepherd, but they also were vulnerable. They were helpless. I do not like to hear that, do we? Let me just remind you of this. That you are not the captain of your own soul. That wherever you lead your life, it always leads towards destruction. You and I need a shepherd. We need a good shepherd. And because we need a shepherd to guide our lives, it's important that we are able to recognize and know his voice. Now that we have their historical background, I want to push us now to our first point, which is, we recognize the voice of God through intimacy. John 10, 27 says this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. This intimacy now that you, you and I have with Jesus all starts with this first word, my. This first word, my, in the text of John ten twenty seven, it, it simply shows ownership. It, it shows possession. I, I love this. Um, Jesus shows his ownership that, and his possession of the sheep by simply speaking. Christ shows who he is all by his voice. He says, my sheep, hear my voice. Let me just let you know right now, the intimacy that we have in Christ Jesus is all based on the fact that he is our shepherd. Hear me, Hope Church. You were bought with a price. God gave his life for you. There is no greater master that you and I could ever serve than Christ Jesus. Jesus says, I will show you who I am. And I will show you what I own by simply speaking. My sheep, my voice. Now, the text moves not only from Christ's ownership, but then it moves now to recognition. It says that that my sheep hear my voice. Now, the way that the sheep knew the shepherd and the shepherd of the sheep was all based on their relationship. They were familiar with each other. They knew each other. This shows you and I that the reason you and I can hear the voice of God is all built upon our relationship by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. The reason you and I can hear the voice of God is because we are His. Is this not why we gather every week? We gather every week to recognize the voice of God. The fact that we listen to him shows us that we see him for who he is. He is King Jesus. It's this voice that brings us together. It's this voice that we recognize together. But I want to show you the depth of this intimate personal relationship. In John 10 verse 3, Christ says this. To him, speaking of Jesus, to him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own by name and leads them out. When you see in verses uh, John 10 through 3, when it says he, he calls his own, uh, this shows an intimate ownership. You can't escape it. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd of his sheep. That Because you place your faith in Christ Jesus, he is now our shepherd. And this intimacy is built on the fact that we are his and he is ours. Now, I love this um, the depth of his intimacy is—it it, it keeps being shown in verse 3. It says that he calls them by name. Oh, you just missed it. Jesus knows you. Just not the fact that you're a Christian or that you are a member of Hope Church. No, Jesus knows every single thing about you. It was, it was often known that Middle Eastern shepherds would name their sheep by their characteristics. Now, could you imagine Jesus Christ calling you by your characteristics? (laughs) If he called me, he would say, skinny-leg Ricky. (laughs) I just know that's what he would call me. But this picture shows intimacy. It shows depth. It shows care. You are in a deep relationship with the great shepherd. But it's just not the fact that he knows us, but it's also that we know him. John 10.4 says... When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. This word know here, you will see it multiple times in John 10. More times than not, it deals with factual knowledge. Like, I know that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win today. That's a factual knowledge. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. But, but, but it deals with the factual knowledge here. But not, not this note. This note here, it's a... Uh, experiential knowledge. It means oida. it, it, it means an intimate personal relationship. Hear me. I love it. The way we recognize the voice of God is that we are connected to him through our intimate personal relationship. We know him experientially. He's just not a Sunday God but a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We know him. Now, Christ makes it clear. The way you know my voice is because you are mine. But John 10, verses 2 and 9, Christ also says, I am the door to the sheepfold. You will never know my voice if you have not placed your faith in me. Hear me. You cannot know the voice of God if you don't know him. And you cannot know him if you have not placed your faith in him. But here's the good news. You can know him. Christ says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to implore you, if you don't know Jesus, you can know him now. You can know the voice of the great shepherd. Place your faith in him. See, we recognize the voice of God through intimacy. And a way that we show and express our intimacy It's through prayer. Can I ask you about your prayer life? How often do you pray? Some of y'all pray every day. Some of y'all don't. (laughs) But I can often tell the depth of someone's intimacy with Jesus by how often they pray. So if prayer is all about God, Prayer is not about you letting God know your Christian wish list. The purpose of prayer is to be with God. The purpose of prayer is to express our intimate joy and relationship with him. The purpose of prayer is to be with God. So if the purpose of prayer is to be with God, then why do we struggle to pray? In fact, Paul Miller says it this way. Oddly enough, many people struggle to pray and know how to pray because they are focusing on prayer and not on God. Prayer is all about relationship. It's intimate and hence to eternity. Prayer is simply the medium through which we experience and connect with God. We said it last week. Pastor Scott said it last week. Prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. It's a a two-way street here. And all the spouses just kind of, mm, mm. Because what good is a relationship if only one person is talking? I'm going to let that sit there for just a half a second. Prayer is how you and I commune with the Father. It's a way in which we show the depth of our intimacy. God speaks to his children, and he often does it in prayer. Prayer is a way we position ourselves to hear and respond to God. So, my question is why don't we pray more? We recognize the voice of God through intimacy, our personal relationship with him. And oftentimes, the way that intimacy is expressed is through our prayer life. That when he speaks, we know it's him. Um, I first met my, my wife, my chocolate queen, um, about 15 years ago in May 2008. Now listen, our first interaction, it was very brief. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't long, but homegirl was fine. And I knew I had to go approach. But it was a simple, hey, how you doing, shake your hand. Now, if you would have been there at that moment and you would have recorded Rosie's voice and played it back to me in that moment and asked me, is this Rosie, the best I could have said was, that might be her, that, that could be her because I didn't spend much time with her. But now fast forward 15 years, two years of dating, 11 years of marriage, two kids, a whole lot of bills, a whole lot of stress. And now play my wife's voice to me and ask me, is this your wife? I can let you know that I know that I know that I know that that's my wife. Why? Because we have had years of personal, deep intimacy. What breaks my heart is, there's so many Christians in this room that when God speaks to you, the best you can say is that might be him. The heart behind this series is that we desire all of Hope Church and every Christian on the face of the earth that when God speaks to them they're able to say I know that I know that I know that I know that, I know that that's my shepherd. He hears his voice recognize his voice intimacy next you recognize the voice of God through our consistency turn now back to John 10 27 my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me here again this word know Last time it dealt with an experiential knowledge. But this time, it's the word in the Greek language, gnosko. It means to know facts about someone. To know facts or perceive something about someone. To recognize, you can't escape it. Because Christ is your shepherd, he knows every single thing about you. Now I want to show you how this plays out. Look at John 10 verse 14. John 10, verse 14, Christ says, I am the good shepherd. Christ says, I am the good shepherd. Christ says, I am the good shepherd. I, 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 I can't just brush past it, David. When Jesus says, I am, he is reminding you of who he is. He is God. I'm not talking about a regular shepherd. I'm talking about Jesus Christ is God. The reason that all heaven and earth bow down to his voice is all because he is God. The reason that salvation lies at his feet is all because he is God. And the reason that he knows every itty bitty thing about you is all because he is God. I want to encourage you with something. Jesus knows everything about you, your past, your present, and even your future. And some of you right now, you're going through something, and you think that somehow God does not know. Let me just remind you that because he is your shepherd, he knows every single thing you are going through. Because he is your shepherd, whatever you're going through, he shall guide you through it. Because he is your shepherd, whatever you are afraid of, he shall protect you from it. Because he is your shepherd, whatever you need, he shall provide for you in it. Jesus knows every single thing about you. Take comfort. God ain't forgot you. Christ says, I know my own. And my own know me. Now, this word know again, it's the same word gnosko. Now, it says that I know my own, I know you, facts about you. And then it says, you know me, facts about me. Now, Ricky, how do you get to know Jesus? Spend time with him. Sorry. You want to know God? You want to recognize his voice? Spend time with him. This is seen in the life of Christ Jesus always being around the Father. He's always praying. He's always talking. He's always abiding. A man in our our church named Clyde Craffer, who was instrumental in our church, of Hope Church, he would say that to know God is to love God. Clyde would say that that, that when you know God, the first thing you know is how much he loves you. And when you know how much he loves you, it pushes you now to want to love him back. I'm talking about love of God here. David would say this in Psalms 63. David would say this. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Do you hear the heart of David? My soul thirsts for you. What's the last time you thirsted for Jesus? You're in the desert. You know that water is important. Do you realize that your life is a desert without Jesus? Do you thirst for him? Christ was did. In fact, Christ shows us this in Mark one thirty-five, also Proverbs eighteen seven. Okay, perfect. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Mark one thirty-five, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus he departed and went out to be to a desolate place where he then prayed. Luke five sixteen says it this way. Luke five sixteen. But he will withdraw to a desolate place and pray. Jesus constantly shows you and I his heart to be around his father. See, I'm talking about proximity here. Now, could it be that the reason we don't recognize the voice of God is because we don't spend enough time with him? As long as the sheep was close to the shepherd, it was easy for him to hear his voice. But we've allowed stress and problems and the issues of life to push us further and further and further away from the shepherd's voice. And here's the cool thing about it. If we recognize the voice of God through consistency, then one way we can be constant with God is through prayer. One way that you and I can constantly pursue God and be around him is through our prayer life. So if that's the case, Why don't we pray? I can tell you why. Prayer is spiritual work. And human nature does not like to do spiritual taxi work. I'll say it this way from Paul Miller. He says, prayerlessness is the inevitable result of pride or a lack of faith. Usually both. You fail to pray instinctively because you are too proud to realize you need God. Or too unbelieving to grasp God's willingness to help. You want to know the voice of God? Be around him. And the way you can be around him constantly is through prayer. John 10:5, Christ says that, that a stranger my sheep will never, ever, ever follow. Why? Because they know the shepherd's voice. This is just not about knowing what God sounds like, but also about knowing what God does not sound like. God is not condemning. God is not mean. God is not picking on you. It's important to also know the lies of the enemy, that God does not sound like that. And once you're closer to the shepherd, you'll be surprised how quick you can appreciate his grace. You'll be surprised how much strength you have because you know your shepherd's voice. Christ says, you want to hear my voice? Be around me. Spend time with me. Um, I got a dollar here in my pocket. Well, I'm a rich man. But how do you know that it's real? Uh... Special agents have spent decades on studying how to detect counterfeit money. You would think that the way you detect counterfeit money is by studying counterfeit money. But the way you detect counterfeit money is actually by being around real bills. Um, They they, they create a small phrase for you and I to detect counterfeit money. They say, uh, touch it, tilt it, look at it, or look through it. Uh, Real money has a cotton-based feel to it, touch it. It then says tilt it, for real money has a holographic line that shows that this is a real dollar bill. It then says look at it, for you shall see uh, several background images proving that this is real money. And then it says look through it, for you shall see several watermarks showing you that this is real currency. Uh, Simply put, the way you recognize fake money is by being around the real thing. The way you recognize real money Is by your proximity to it. I wish that Christians at Hope Church would pick up another piece of paper. And that they would uh, touch it and feel life coming from it. They would tilt it and see that it's straight as an arrow. That they would, uh uh-oh, look through it. (laughs) They would look at it. Because you and I spend so much time asking God, is this you? And the way you are able to detect a counterfeit God is by spending time with the real God. You want to hear the voice of God? Be around him. Open up his word. It is your life. i got to go now because these lights are in rotisserie. i got cocoa butter on my skin. <laughs> y'all know I love y'all, man. Um, yeah, just, just black problems. Okay, here we go. Um, and then the last way you and I recognize the voice of God is through obedience. Oh, yeah, I heard a hmm there. Yeah, yeah. John 10, 27. Christ says this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. If I think about obedience, in the middle of the word obedience is the word die. The word obedience, the middle of that word is is, is a word called, it means, it says die. Could it be the reason that we don't recognize the voice of God is that we're asking him to follow us? And not us following him? i got to show you this in the text. John 14, 21. Christ shows us that, that when you obey me, I will show, I will reveal myself to you. John 14, 21. Christ says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. This word manifest, it means to show, to reveal To unveil. In this text, Christ connects love, obedience, and and revelation. I'm sorry, I'll stutter. I'll be all right. It shows love, obedience, and revelation. Christ makes this very clear. For those of you who really love me, you will have a desire to obey me. And the more you desire to obey me, the more I reveal, I show, I unveil myself to you. I'll show you this again in John 14, 23. Christ answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Again, you can't escape it. If you want to hear the voice of God and recognize his voice, be men and women who are willing to die to themselves and follow him. When Christ says that they they follow me, it means to move in the same direction Behind someone. Now, let's deal with this nasty word called obedience. You don't like that word obedience. But let me just express to you what this actually means. This obedience here is far more than having a list of Christ's commandments so that we can recite them or lock them in a safety deposit box. But it means to grasp fully with the mind. That the commands or expectations of Jesus are fully integrated into the way his disciples live. Here it is, Hope Church. It's not a matter of following a few rules. It's a way of life. If you are a Christian, that implies that you have a desire to follow Jesus. If you are here just to have some mental assessment, you might want to go to a different church. Here. Here. Our desire is to follow Jesus and trust in him. If you want to hear the voice of God, you can hear it through our willingness to obey. But I also hear the question in the room. Pastor Ricky, I agree with you. I I love Christ with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm doing everything you said do, and yet it still seems as if I can't hear his voice. I've been there, man. Just because I'm on the stage does not mean that I don't go through seasons where it seems as if God just is silent to me. But can I encourage you with something? Maybe it's not that he's being silent, but maybe he's speaking in a different way. In fact, Peter Gregg says it this way. Sometimes we miss God's presence because he no longer appears to us or speaks to us in the familiar ways of yesterday. He says, I've noticed that God tends to speak differently to me in different seasons of life. Maybe it's the fact that God's not being silent, but that he's speaking to you in a different way. Pastor Scott preached last week that God speaks through his word and through his son, through his Holy Spirit. Maybe Christ is not being silent, he's speaking in a different way. But to others of you, I simply say this. The reason you can't hear God's voice is because you're not going in the same direction. It's not that Christ seems silent, but that he is silent because you are choosing to do things your way. Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Some of you all, that is the rhythm and the rhyme of your life. I do things my way. And Christ says, okay, I'll wait. Do you want to recognize the voice of God? Do it by following him. Now, the question that was asked to me was, Pastor Ricky, how do I recognize the voice of God? But now I want to put the ball in your court. Do you want to recognize the voice of God? Five people said yes. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to recognize the voice of God? Well, then I want to encourage you to do a few things. First of all, I want to encourage you to do something amazing. Amazing. Otherworldly, I want to encourage you to read your Bible. <laughs> God speaks through His Word. And hear me, I, I get it. Sometimes read my Bible is hard, but you can do it audibly, have the Bible read to you. You could do it as you're walking, but, but get in the Word. That is your life. But also, if you want to recognize the voice of God, a great way to start is by praying. Prayer in silence and solitude. I love this. Um, A pastor named John Mark Comer talks about the difference between silence and solitude. Silence is just not external noise. It's not getting away from the people, but it's also internal noise. Some of you right now, your mind is just doing this. No matter you're on vacation or where you go. You can't shut off your mind. There's an internal noise that may be louder than the external noise. And Christ says, you want to hear me? Shut that off. But then solitude. It means that, yes, I'm getting away, but I'm getting away to be with Jesus. And I get, listen, I got two kids. Sometimes I go hide in the bathroom. <laughs> don't, don't tell them I said that. But sir, <laughs> It's like, Lord, just give me a break. But sometimes it's like, Jesus, I want to be with you, but the noise around me is too much. So sometimes I'll take a quick drive down the road or I'll walk, I'll take a quick walk down the road just to say, God, I want to hear you, but I'm getting away from the noise. Some of you right now, prayer is how we position ourselves to hear from God, but you're constantly around noise. Not only praying individually, but also praying in community. Christ says that my church shall be a house of great music. No. House of great ministry. No. My house shall be recognized as a house of prayer. We are called to be a people who pray together. So if that's the case, if one of the ways that we position ourselves to hear from God and respond to him is prayer, then Hope Church, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. God dependent. Speaking of prayer, I heard a story once about a small town in Mount Vernon, Texas. The the Drummond Bar and Grill was to open up down the street from a small Baptist church. The church would get wind of this and be upset, be irate. So they would ask God to not allow this tavern, this bar, to be open. So they would pray, and they would pray, and they would pray so much so that the night before the bar was to open, a massive storm hit, lightning struck, and burned the building down to the ground. The church folks now ecstatic. Will be so thankful until they receive a subpoena in the mail. The bar owner was suing them for burning down his bar. And now the two are now in court. The bar owner is saying, it's your fault, you burned down the bar. But the Christians now are saying, we had nothing to do with this. This was not by our hands. The judge sat back in his seat and said, "Uh, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to rule. But one thing is clear. The bar owner believes in prayer. And the church does not. And though we laugh, do you really believe in the power of prayer? Do you, re- do you really believe in the God whom you pray to? Because if that's the case, why don't we pray more? You told me that you want to recognize the voice of God. And I told you that one way we do this is through prayer. So am I wrong to expect that at 6.30 tonight during our prayer gathering I shall see you here. Hear me, I'm a Cowboys fan. I want to make sure we win. But I am convinced that we are called to be a people of prayer. So the way we recognize the voice of God It's through intimacy, it's through consistency, and it's through obedience. Father, I ask God that this word will sink deep into our hearts, that our folks will be able to know and recognize your voice, all because we are intimate with you, we are consistently around you, and we have a desire to obey. You. This is our prayer in Christ's name, amen. Listen, if you are not a, a follower of Jesus... You can't know his voice and aren't you tired of following voices that leads you down a, a lonely and dark road my heart breaks for you because if you are not a follower of Christ how many voices will you listen to that always lead you to a dead end at some point you've you, you've got to ask yourself do I want to hear the voice of God because God says that I came to give life And life to the full. Christ said in John 10.10, this is why I came. If you want to have life, place your faith in Christ Jesus. If you want to have life, give your life to the one who came to give life. How long will you keep following the voices that lead you nowhere? What a sad day to know that you could know the voice of God. He made a conscious decision to turn around and say, I would rather hear the voice of death than the voice of life. I want to offer you, I want to give, I want to share with you this Jesus, who is the good shepherd, who gave his life to bring broken people to Him. This Jesus, He lived, He died, He rose, that all who might believe in Him may have life. I'm not fooled in believing that everyone who sits in this seat on these seats are Christians. But there's a shepherd who knows you. The question is, Do you know him? And we would love to introduce you to the Good Shepherd. If you are a Christian, and during the course of this message, you've been convicted in some areas. That your heart does not desire deeper intimacy with the Father, or that you look at your life and and daily it's all about you and you never position yourself to want to be constantly around god or maybe it's a fact that you wake up every morning saying jesus just follow me if that's you first of all there is no shame or no guilt or no condemnation there is forgiveness but if that is you we would love to pray for you to pray that god will give you a heart for deeper intimacy to pray that God will give you a heart to want to constantly be around Him and read your Bible and pray and come to church and serve. Like, and pray that God will give you a desire to want to obey Him. No one's perfect, but there is a heart that wants to drift towards the things of God. And so as our, our pastors come, if this is you, would love to pray for you if you don't know this Jesus the good shepherd the one who lays his life down for the sheep the one who paid the ultimate penalty of our sins just to bring us back to God if you want to know this shepherd who gives life we would love to talk to you and if you are a believer here but you realize in your life that you're, you're not desiring to obey, not desiring to be around the Father, not desiring a deeper intimacy, we would love to pray with you. So as the band begins to play, that is your cue to respond. So let's stand. And when we shall begin to sing. If God is calling, prompting your heart to come, that is your cue.